When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Welcome back here for the weekend. Beautiful weekend of weather. It looks as though it's going to be nice again this week. That's all good news. And we'll get to the the swampy politics stuff in just a second. But we're more interested in this story because we were just talking about it. Remember, Jen, last week we had that story about how many people have come to South Florida, Palm Beach County specifically, and stayed? Mm Mm-hmm. It was like they broke records because of uh, the tourism. Massive. Well, we may have another one. I don't know whether it's Palm Beach, Connie, but get ready for another celebrity coming to town. I've decided it's time to move on and leave the state of California permanently, and we're going to go to Florida. We're going to sell this house. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. Is this a joke? It's not a joke at all. Full time. No L.A. time. Full time. We already have the place. It's a done deal. We know it's South Florida. Uh Uh-huh. We don't know where the Stallone family is going to be, though. We're guessing it's going to be somewhere in Palm Beach. Well, his brother, years ago, I, I don't know if he's still there. I don't think so. But he used to live in Wellington. Uh, Ooh, I, Frank I, Stallone? Yes, Frank. And I don't know if it was it, it, I don't know, why? but in the video, did you see the video? No. And my favorite part of it is <laughs> him talking. The daughters are shocked. Frank Stallone's just slopping up spaghetti. <laughs> like nothing's bugging. <laughs> well, it also, it, one of their daughters is going to the University of Miami. So do they move? So where's the place that uh, Brady just bought, remember, with Giselle? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you got uh, Jared Kushner there and yeah. the Trumps. Uh, so may- maybe it's that island. I don't know. I, or maybe it's it's Wellington. He does like horses. So maybe mm, he is going to Wellington. Or he could be going, you know, maybe some. Where's the place in, in Broward that has all the horse equestrian places? Sly Stallone is not moving to Davy. Okay. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I'm just I, I can't, that's not an America I can accept. I'm sorry. Well, maybe he's going to the ocean, too. It's got to be Palm Beach you know? or something. Come on now. Well, I, he said he already bought a house, right? When did they move? Because I love that show, by the way. His, his, his daughters are beautiful. They are gorgeous. He's yeah, got you're right. beautiful girls. Who's he married to again? Uh, Jennifer something. somebody yeah. or other. But there's like a 20-year difference between the two of them. Hmm. So that's why she looks so good. She's a, yeah, very pretty, pretty, she's, I mean, she's a very pretty woman. It's one of those reality shows that's very scripted and it's kind of stupid. It's like they already knew about it and they're pretending to be shocked. But still, it's, you know, whatever. We'll get another, another famous person moving to Florida. It's, L- it's, more, another celebrity leaving California. So he'll live next door to Billy Joel. Maybe he's going to buy the place next door to Rod Stewart. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and maybe. No one never knows. I mean, you go to Palm Beach, you just look at how, much, how many celebrities are over there. Or Jupiter Island. They've already gotten a welcome. First Lady Casey DeSantis tweeted out on, or posted out on Friday, welcome to the free state of Florida. How do you like that? So she must watch the show. Either that or she already knew that they were moving here. Somebody told her. Right. You know, somebody called the governor's office and said, hey, they just bought the house over here. (laughs) Stallone's moving to town. Well, you're speaking of celebrities. Mm. Uh, There's a couple of other celebrities in town and they're filming Bad Boys 4. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, and because of that, A1A, here? yeah, A1A in Fort Lauderdale is now shut down. Oh, I thought down. you meant here. No, 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 not here. But they're in my, they're in they're Fort Lauderdale. They're not in town. They're like in the region. Yeah, they're okay. they're in Fort Lauderdale. So between Las Olas and Bayshore, A1A is closed until noon while they shoot the film. 
So you may get to see Will Smith. Don't get too close, though, because he might hit you. He'll slap you. <laughs> Just say, I like Martin Lawrence. Hey, can I get in a... <laughs> All right, back to the swampy world of politics. Uh, really? South Carolina went about as well as we could expect for Nikki Haley, but she's not leaving. No! No! I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. Oh, Nikki, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, well, the question is, how long does she stay in? Because you had the story this morning, and I'll just reiterate it, to the Koch brothers, uh, billionaires, they live in Palm Beach too, by the way, uh, they just pulled their funding from her presidential campaign. They, and they basically said, at least according to sources, it's because there's no way she has a way to win. Uh, so why there's no are we, path? Yeah, yeah, there's no path to her victory. So therefore, we're pulling our millions or whatever it is that they gave her. That, that's going to be a big hit. And I'm a firm believer. Billionaires hang with billionaires. And once one of them does one something, the other ones go, why oh. did you pull your money? Oh, absolutely. So did they, they don't want to look dumb. Yeah. Did they all follow the Koch brothers? Right. They may. I don't know. But she's in Michigan. She's uh, she's stumping there. Trump, in the meantime, he had three separate huge speeches. Uh, South Carolina, I think it was Columbia, big arena speech. He had the victory speech, and then he had CPAC. This was the, uh, the victory speech. And we're going to be up here on November 5th, and we're going to look at Joe Biden... And we're going to look him right in the eye. He's destroying our country. And we're going to say, Joe, you're fired. Get out. Get out, Joe. You're fired. Get out, so Joe. He, the polls closed. It's, I think I think he was pronounced the winner quicker than they said Liz Cheney was the loser. Oh. And remember, we said Liz oh, Cheney was like almost <laughs> instantly. He was on stage at like 701. Wow. Like, okay. They announced the polls. Well, they predicted him the winner long before the polls closed. But the minute the polls closed, it was like, okay, Trump won. Which is not surprising. But I did hear one of these political nerds, you know, one of the pollsters say it was so overwhelming that it actually may have hurt voter turnout. His victory. Oh, well, if you're if you hadn't voted already. Right. You know, and and or you were standing in line to vote somewhere, if that were the case, or right. maybe you were driving somewhere and they said, you know, at six o'clock, they're saying, well, Trump has a 70 percent lead. You may go, oh, well, yeah, let me turn around. What's the sense of me voting? Which is never a good thing. No, you know? I know. Right. The, you know, as they say, every vote counts. So make sure you, you vote regardless. But I mean, I'm sure some people still stuck it out, even though they got the word that, you know, there was no way he wasn't going to lose, and they still waited in a line to vote for a primary. I, I wouldn't have myself. I mean, there's no point. Well, I, if they had already said he had won, and I, I probably would have gone home too and said, yeah. okay, well, never mind. I'll see you later. Bye. Well, we'll see what happens in Michigan as, as they focus on that state coming up next for their primary. In the meantime, if you don't think the five bucks is going to get you from uh, AT&T, the path to retirement, you may be pinging your hopes to this. Oh. Two huge lottery numbers. Tonight's Powerball, 300. This one kind of snuck up too, 391 million, but it's the Mega Millions for tomorrow night is 563. Ooh. That's a lot of bucks. It is a lot of bucks. That's a lot. Not that 391 million isn't. So yeah. go out today. And uh, I was at my Publix and there was a big sign that they sold a million dollar scratch off or something. Really? I was like, oh, that's nice. It wasn't me, but yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't it's know like, they put up a sign when that happens. Yeah. Uh, there was a, the 7 Eleven near me had a big sign out for a, probably a year. We had a $5 million winner. Really? Yeah. So it's, it, and I think it's for obviously you see that and think, oh, I can buy my lottery tickets here. I got a better shot at winning. It's not the case.
I've never won anything from the 7-Eleven when I buy tickets from them. Nope. It's like, nah, that's the gym. Then again, I haven't won that much from Publix either. So it's a bite. As they say, you can't win if you don't play. That's right. You never know. So All right. Big money. Buy Big money ticket. happening. Buy a ticket. All right. We got more on uh, the primaries, where they're going from here. I'm trying to get some answers about that. This was just an insane story with this Air Force guy. It set himself on fire in the name of Palestinian support outside the Israeli embassy. Uh, this really happened. Yeah, but, you know, does this put a spotlight on the mental health issues of this country? Yes. And especially yeah, does. with the military. Right. I, I'm just saying they're this they're going to find out this poor guy had issues all along and no one helped him. All right, we'll talk about that, but we'll lighten it up with something that amazing happened in St. Augustine over the weekend. <laughs> we, we had the story when they were organizing it, yeah. and it happened, and we now have had our first Florida Man Games. Isn't it? And it was huge. Unbelievable. All right, then more. It's coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. We announced jobs in every county in the state. We passed tort reform. We passed pension reform. We cut taxes. We built up our coffers. We paid down our debt. Wow, she wasn't kidding. Nikki Haley's staying in the race, and she beat Trump to Michigan. She's there already. Well, probably because uh, he's ahead by 60 60 (laughs) points. It's absurd. MSNBC will say, devastating win for Trump. Well, I am sorry. Devastating. He only won by 35 percentage (laughs) points or 40 percentage points, or depending on what county you went to. In South Carolina, uh, he has a profound uh, advantage in in Michigan, which uh, I when does she give up after Super Tuesday? I don't know. I really don't know. We all thought it was going to be after South Carolina, but no, she's uh, she's in because why? I'm a woman of my word. (laughs) Okay, you're a woman of your word until you don't have enough delegates and you're forced. to That's right. And that'll happen after Super Tuesday. And no more money. Exactly. So, but that's, uh, yeah, Michigan's a big one, though. We'll see how it breaks down. This is where they go. I always thought this is interesting. They break it down county by county and how they do. And something like Detroit, Trump's probably not going to win oh, there. But then no. look at, you know, there's other manufacturing and blue collar and typically Union Democrat counties all throughout Michigan. See how he does there. Well, it's kind of like California. You know, he doesn't win anything along the coast, but everything right. inland he wins. How many new registered Republicans do they have in a state like Michigan? Because they've just been choked. Well, you, but you also have, oh, Biden, you know, he's the UAW president, Bill. Don't forget. I walked with you guys. Yeah, I, you were there for 10 seconds. And, <laughs> and, and, and he has the nerve to say, I walked with you. You hmm. didn't. You picked up a megaphone and you said, I'm here. That's right. And then you left. But anyway, um, I digress. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see. I don't think Trump's going to win Michigan when it comes down to the regular election. I think it's going to go Democrat. But still, one never knows. If, there if may he makes be, inroads, though, that's a big deal. He's uh, he's not a big uh, union guy. No. And unfortunately, there's uh-huh. a lot of unions in Michigan, so I, I I think that in itself would probably be the the curse of Trump. It's another big story over the weekend, uh, internationally, in fact. But it's we're not going to play too much of this sound for you because it's just horrifying. Mm. But this was the Air Force guy, a kid, 25 years old. He, he set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy. Why did he do it? I am an active duty member of the United States Air Force, and I will no longer be complicit in genocide. Aaron Bushnell, 25, explained his reasons, paced out in front for a long time, did his video, in an act of protest, walked to the building before screaming, Free Palestine! Yeah. He went up in flames. I actually, this was so bizarre and hideous, I actually thought it was fake. 
Uh, so did I. I. But he walked back and forth in front of you know the the guys, the Israeli embassy. I mean, they got some heavy duty armament there. Yeah. And I originally thought they were going to shoot him because he kept on getting closer. But he kept on walking back and forth, and they saw the can in his hand. Yeah. So they knew he had lighter fluid. It was like, okay, what are you going to do? And next thing you know, he douses himself, and then he lights himself on fire. It's it's horrible. Uh, you know, the, the security staff came running, the cops came running, they, you know, they rolled him and put him out, but unfortunately, he succumbed to his injuries. But does this not shed a light as to, you know, last week we had the story, and, and I'm not ragging on the military by any stretch of the imagination, but when the military makes the priority that women can have fake eyelashes mm. as a priority, excuse me, or that they get to wear a different right. cap now as a priority... Do they even bother to offer mental health issues for, for help for these people? It's obvious this guy had mental health issues. You don't set yourself on fire. Totally. Self on fire I mean, unless you do. That's clear. And does it also does it does it raise this point too? Does it look does it put the 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 pro Hamas and some of them are pro Hamas and pro Palestinian protesters in a different light as well? Is that a, at an extreme level of just mental illness? It could very well be. I mean, there are plenty of people, and that's fine, who want innocent people in, in Gaza protected. I, I, I get that. But you can't tell me a lot of those people aren't flat-out pro-Hamas. Well, yeah, look at the people that ripped down the signs of all the hostages. You know, they were little yeah, kids. The, yeah, there's something wrong uh, they, there. They, they, yeah, you don't We do said that. it from the get-go. There's something yeah. wrong mentally with something that has so much hate that they tear down, go out of the way to tear down a, a poster of a missing captive? Yeah. What? What's that got to do with you? Something you would, wrong yeah. there. If you don't want a hostage returned, uh, it's, I don't get it. it. Makes no sense to me. Uh, but this, but this guy died, unfortunately. But does it open the door to they got mental health issues in the military? Yeah, that too. And they need to address the situation. This raises a lot of questions. I just, it's it was horrifying to watch, though. Jeez, just horrifying. Almost as horrifying as that Georgia nursing student. And if I hear one more person tell me it wasn't an illegal Venezuelan guy that killed her, I, they're giving this guy every chance in the book. Oh, no, no. He was here legally. He'd well, been arrested. He'd been released. You don't want to read the Associated Press headline then. Oh, God. Why? This is I, what they actually said. Oh, please. Athens man. Athens. Accused of killing University of Georgia student. Athens man. Okay. I'm sorry? What? Okay. Jose what, they go out of their way to protect a murderer. <laughs> this guy killed this 20-year-old girl. She went out for a run, which she did every single day. Uh, her roommate, put it this way, her, she was so regimented in her schedule that when she didn't show up 20 minutes late, the roommate called the cops and said something's wrong yeah. because this girl is always on time. And then, of course, unfortunately, they found her body three days later. They arrest this guy. And then they find out that, you know, he's got a brother here. They're both here illegally. One of them was re- – I'm like, are you kidding me? It's, it's – the, the brother was carrying a fake green card. So now everyone's, everyone's on this guy's side? He killed a girl. I'm, 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 these Venezuelan – and it's terrible because they're giving anybody from Venezuela a bad name. Oh, of course, it's, of course. It, you know, all those gangs in, in New York City, all they refer to them as the Venezuelan gangs. It, it, you know, I know people from Venezuela who are lovely individuals, not these people. Man. That poor girl. Anyway, okay, know. I'm off my high horse. I'll shut up now. Well, we did have <laughs> something awesome happen over the weekend, despite we all that news. 
We ta- I remember when they announced it. We talked about it. We were very excited, and it happened, and it was a huge success. <laughs> I'm surprised none of us went. I completely forget about this. The inaugural Florida Man Games went down in St. Augustine. <laughs> happened on Saturday. They were hoping for 5,000 people. They think they got that and more. Wow. It looked like they had a lot of people. What, what was that Got one guy's comment? He said this, and he goes, they call this a special event. I call this any given Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Events included the mullet contest. Oh, dear. The the mud duel with pool noodles. Here's the best one, though. The evading arrest obstacle course. <laughs> Act, actual cops chase people down. Oh, come on. That's great. That's wonderful. It's like they were all there at once. I, and I bet you it's uh, it's going to be uh, a, a, a an annual event because it was so successful. The only real issue was, and they need to work on this, there was no women's divisions. Probably because they're smarter than we are. Well, it is and called Florida Man. Exactly. You don't hear Florida Woman. <laughs> no. Although we do make them Florida dopes. So. Well, sometimes. Yeah, but Florida, it was, uh, you looked at one, they were, it was some kind of eating contest. It, mm. it was, it was, it was quite gross to watch. I didn't, I don't know. The guy that won was like, he won like hands down and he said, oh, this is nothing. I eat this many wings like uh, on any given day. <laughs> and he ate like a hundred of them. It was absurd. Is that the guy that won the barbecue pork and sausage speed eating contest? That's what it was. Ooh. And I mean, he beat everybody else like by miles. <laughs> See, this is what they got to do to promote this thing. They got to make it an official, sanctioned. What's that guy? The World Competitive Eating League. Oh yeah, the guy George that yeah, runs. He's whatever, always the judge yeah. in the straw hat. They got to make you know bring Joey Chestnut down. That's it. It'll get televised. Get, well, maybe now they'll show up. I love know? it. I don't know how you get something sanctioned like that. I, I, I don't know. T- I think it takes a while. It may not, may not take much. You just got to find a new category. Interesting. Interesting. So anyway, we, we shall see what happens next year. Uh, the guy that put it together, I guess he's a St. Augustine native and he owns, I don't know, the, the 904 now. It's a media outlet. I don't know what that is. but God love him. He's uh, Pete Melfi. Melfi. He's the guy behind it all. I love it. So I hopefully they have a Florida man too. It's like the Olympics for Florida dopes. It is, and it works out. Well. But the, that one guy was so funny. He says, "This is any given Tuesday." Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> Just so you guys know, real quick. Yes, sir. This is going in the morning show. Oh, block. it has to. Oh, I it mean, is. It's that's it, a given. It was made for this reason. Was to go in the morning show. Look at it not go on there, Dana. <laughs> yes. That's where. That's where it will be. Thank you. All right, we got the We're first happy. rapid fire news event of the week coming up next. We'll uh, update you on everything that happened over the weekend. Actually, a couple of minutes away. Stick around for. That the South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Whole weekend worth of stuff happened. Let's update you. Jen's got the first one. Well, uh, this just broke probably about a half hour ago. We were expecting that she was going to be gone by now. At least that was the rumor that after South Carolina's primary, the Republican National Committee chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, would be ousted. Uh, Well, now she just formally announced her resignation will take place after the March 5th Super Tuesday primaries. It was supposed to be done already. Well, it was supposed to be. And now maybe they're just waiting because Trump wants. Well, first, I think Vivek started it all when he was it like a month or so ago. Yeah. That uh, that debate where he said, you can come right up here, Ronnie McDaniel, and you I'll give you my time. You can resign on national television because he basically called her a joke. Started a website, fireronna.com. I mean, if that doesn't say it all. So I think he was working for Trump because Trump basically said, 
He wanted her gone behind the scenes. Uh, he wants North Carolina GOP chair, this Michael Watley guy, to take over. So maybe that'll be the announcement next week. And then the vice chair will be his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump. Exactly. Maybe there's some fighting behind the scenes on that because he is pushing for Laura yeah. to get in there. We, we shall see. But uh, by next week, we'll know. Huh. Well, you know this. Not the cause of the AT&T outage that happened late last week. But you know what you're getting for it if you're an AT&T customer. $5 coming oh, your way. Wow, you can leave town on that. <laughs> and they're going to split it up over two billing cycles. Oh, well, there you get $2.50. Two dollars <laughs> a piece. So not even the full $5, but two fifty. Well, they don't want you spending it all in one That's place, fair. Dean. That's so, okay, right, yeah. so here's the thing. You weren't affected, yet you're getting a refund. True. That's right. They said that they were only going to give the refund to people who were affected. Now, apparently, it's all customers, because I have AT&T, so when this, when this was going on, I was telling you guys, no. Oh, my phone is good now. My brother and my sister, their phones were, were out. They have AT&T as well. Oh, were they out all day? Until uh, like 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Some people were out up to like 12 hours. Wow. Yeah. So here's my gotcha. You're getting money that you shouldn't get because you weren't affected. So if I'm one of the people that lost service, I don't like you right now. It's $2.50 <laughs> a month. It's 5 bucks. It's a $5 bill. <laughs> I would step on that in the parking lot and keep walking. You should donate your $5 you to somebody severely I, affected. That's right, I should. Somebody that right. missed a lift or a job interview or a flight. Yeah, really, come on. That's right. Uh, AT&T <laughs> also said, we recognize the frustration, the outage cause. We know many, we let many of you down. We're taking steps to prevent errors like this from happening again. Here's what they're not saying, what the official cause was, and you're never going to hear it. I don't think you're ever going to hear what actually happened. They said it was because of a software update gone bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I said, you're never going to hear what officially happened. I still want to know why every other carrier was out as well. No one talks about that. It right. was just became all AT&T. Verizon was, was out. Not AT&T was the worst, but the Verizon out. T-Mobile was out for a while. Cricket Wireless. Like All these companies were out for at, at the beginning of it. I'm T-Mobile, so I was living like a king. I you was are. looking at down at all you Los Pobres down yeah. there, and I was like, I can call anyone. <laughs> I, I have to go online. I can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was an Elon Musk bug. Maybe. Oh, just so you will all get to switch to Starlink. Go to Starlink. Well, maybe. Well, okay. I saw this over the weekend, guys. I forgot about it, and then I just saw a report on it, and it jogged my memory. So I'm bringing it up now. I called an audible, audible myself. Uh oh. Do the story instead of what I had planned. Uh oh. There is calls to end court storming at college basketball games. Oh, I so, saw this. Somebody got hurt, right? There, it was Wake Forest against Duke. Yeah. Wake Forest upset Duke. Fans come you know, running onto the court like you see pretty much any time there's an upset in college basketball. In some college football scenarios, some colleges don't allow fans to come out into the field anymore. They don't like it. But you do see it a lot still in a lot of different college football games. Now there's calls to end court storming from different coaches and everybody because this kid got hurt. Not seriously, it's not like his career is over. Or, you know, he oh, might miss a good. couple okay. of games or something. But still, there's now all these people saying, you know, the one with Caitlin Clark a couple weeks ago against Ohio State. That was another one. The field. That's right. One of the girls ran into Caitlin Clark and she fell down. So there was all this, you know, kind of uh, renewed enthusiasm of people saying we got to end this court storm. I mean, people are getting hurt. You know, it's dangerous. What do you guys think? I mean, is, is it soft or do, do people have I, a point? They, there's no is, way they can stop it, first of all, yeah. because you'd have to have security lined around every out of, you know, out of bounds line around the court. You're not going to stop people from doing it if they want to. There's, there's like 12, 14,000 kids in these places. Yeah. Either that or they get the players off the court a lot quicker. 
I don't know how you can. They scurry him. You know? Yeah, you can't. See, I, I'm of they the mindset. They don't like it. They no, never have. No, they never liked it. But I'm of the mindset of it's part of the game. Like, it's been going on for decades. Now, all of a sudden, yeah. we have to say no more. I don't know. That's just the way I look at it. I told you, Ohio State, mm-hmm. when I was there, they we, they would rip down the goalposts. So what they would do is they'd put two little machines at the end. And before the end of the yeah. game, they'd lift the goalposts out of the ground. Before any of the fans could knock him over. One of the best scenes recent in recent college football history was a couple of years ago when Alabama beat. Oh, I'm sorry, when Tennessee beat Alabama. It's the first time they beaten him in like 50 oh, yeah. years or something. And there were a hundred thousand people there at the stadium that came out into the field. They ripped down the goalposts. They carried it down the street, singing and <laughs> threw it into the river. It was phenomenal. That's college football, that and is. I don't want to see that taken away. Okay. You also don't want to get caught up in it. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's also true. (laughs) You don't want to get killed and trampled at the Hmm. same time. Mm. All right, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. The end of the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey arrangement here. What? Well, he flew down. I almost forgot about that. He almost flew down to Australia to see her concert, and then they showed him hand in hand, and she's all smiley, and they went to the zoo. Are you breaking them up again? She's going to break him up. Uh oh. According to reports, <laughs> and I told you this wasn't going to last, she <laughs> apparently is asking him whenever he's away, FaceTime her because he has a tendency to go to strip joints. And she Uh-oh. says, you're not going to strip joints anymore. That's like off the table. Is that a quote? No, but I'm just okay. saying. This, uh, is, this uh, is what the I conversation thought, okay. was. And then she, <laughs> this, is where the, this is where she has taken over. And God love her for doing it. She apparently just spent a half million dollars on a new wardrobe because she can't stand the way he dresses. Oh, no. She has taken she over his clothes? life. He left Australia. Where's the first place he goes? A strip joint with Patrick Mahomes. No. Yes. Is that true? That's apparently what they're saying. <laughs> so it's she's, over. She's trying to pull a Nicole Kidman, like how she she keeps Keith Urban under lock and key. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it worked with Keith Urban. It's not going to work with this guy. Uh oh. It's, it's over. So the honeymoon phase you. is over. Yeah. She's taking over. Here comes the new album. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> All right, I got to give uh, NASCAR some credit, and I hope they do well. I'm rooting for NASCAR because no, they've been hurting for the past few years, and it's all their their fault. They have had no buzz though. No one has been talking about them. You're right. Well, they will now. A literal photo finish in Atlanta. Suarez right alongside him, three wide. All Look at this. Four. Here they come to the flag. Three abreast. Photo finish. How about, I think it's Blaney. Unbelievable. Three wide finish. Have you ever seen anything like that? Daniel Suarez wins the Ambetter Health 400 photo for finish him. from Atlanta. Here's the thing. Not only photo finish, three wide. They literally had to go to digital measurements to see who won this thing. Good for them. Did it take a long time? I mean, I, I didn't watch the race. so I mean, A little while it, and not too long, though. Well, he said, Daniel, I didn't know who he was, but mm. good for him. And then they go to Vegas next weekend. Good for that. They say, that's that's exciting. Cool. Good for them. That was a great finish. Some people, yeah. they were uh, showing side-by-side a frame from Cars where they had like the triple that's photo right. finish. Yeah, really, yeah. Lightning McQueen won it that way. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Lightning McQueen. So, guys, I'm going to, I actually have some heavy politics here today. Oh, come on. So, I know. I'm going to finish off this first one with politics. I'm sorry. But I just thought this was kind of interesting. So, Remember Beto O'Rourke? Oh, yeah. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Remember they changed his name, trying to make him Hispanic and yeah, everything? They, oh, yeah. The flailer. Remember? Yeah. He flailed like he flailed those his things. arms yeah. when he was talking. Like those things outside of car dealerships, <laughs> whatever you call them. He's been off the scene for a while, though. He has. Well, he Uh-oh. showed back up. He said he's supporting a campaign asking Democratic voters Uh-oh. to vote uncommitted 
in tomorrow's Michigan primary and to send a message that if they are unhappy with the way President Biden has handled the Israel-Hamas war. He says, I do think it makes sense for those who want to see this administration do more or do better job to exert that political pressure and get the president's attention and the attention of those on his campaign so that the United States does better. So he says to vote uncommitted. And uh, instead of voting for Biden, just vote basically a blank space. Actually, you know what? Good. Yeah, do that. How about that? Yeah, go ahead and do that. You know what? Better, you just don't show up. That'd be even better. Beto. Beto's coming out against Biden. Look at that. For him to do that, it's a big deal. Maybe they'll replace Biden with Beto O'Rourke. Oh, my God, please. (laughs) He'd do better than Biden. He probably would. At least he has a pulse and he's not decomposing before our eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they call Beto the white Obama? (laughs) (laughs) Did they call him that? I think it was. Wow. I still I don't say it looks like up. one of those flailing things. He does. Outside a car <laughs> I, dealership. Yeah, I don't know what you call those things. And then they tried to like <laughs> teach him to like keep his arms. And he just screwed them all. Oh, yeah. It like threw me. him off his rhythm. And it's... then he made him flail even more. Right. And it was that's completely out of control. <laughs> all right. Coming up next, we've got uh, Flight 850, our aviation segment with Jay Ratliff uh-huh. coming up next. And uh, he's going to be... T- Remember, Jen, you had last week the story about American and their baggage fees? Oh, God, yes. Of course that's catching on with all the other airlines. Oh, of course it is. Nickel and diamond us throughout the summer. The jerks. All right. <laughs> He's got that and more. It's coming up next. The South Little Morning Show. Keep it here. So, Jen, remember last week? I think it was, th- I'd say, Thursday during the second rapid-fire newscast. and mm-hmm. You were talking about American Airlines and baggage fees, and they're going up further, and... I think it's five bucks a bag. What do we say at the time? If you do it at the airport, yeah. Of course the other airlines are going to do this. Of course that means they're all going to do it. Because when one airline announces something, it affects... Yeah. They're just, oh, it's okay now. The domino effect. Okay, they took the hit, so we're going to do it too. First one in the pool, it's okay now. Right. Well, guess who's coming in now? Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, not only Jay Ratliff coming in now, but here comes United. Because American Airlines decided they can nickel dime us even more. Good morning, Jay. Yeah, and then when? Hey, good morning, and, and you're exactly the right about Delaware because we now have JetBlue adding their name oh. to the oh, uh, there list you go. as well. Oh, Where's Delta? You can't, can't be left out. Oh, Delta will be soon to follow, or Delta will come out and say, we don't need it. But I can tell you this, when you look at the fact that last year airlines in the United States made, what, $30 billion just on checked bag fees, uh, it, it is absolutely amazing to think that, uh, you know, how much revenue they're generating now that, you know, years ago, many, many years of course, and ago now, was never the case. I mean, it used to be they got paid for, uh, you know, transporting passengers from point A to point B, but that's not the case. It is unreal when you see globally how much money this is creating. And I tell you right now, it's uh, airlines are going to be set to make even more money because of that. And look, the ancillary fees that they ding us with, the idea that you want to check out your bag or two bags or three bags, and you want to pre-assign your seat, and, oh, my gosh, you want a premium seat? Oh, is that first class? No, that's an aisle seat. It'll cost you more. You want I mean, a seat? Just, that's going to cost yeah, you yeah. more. <laughs> exactly the case. So, you know, when, when you're looking at how the airline industry operates these days, uh, there was a time it was never, ever profitable uh, at all. In fact, uh, you know, you, you, you would have people that would want to invest in airlines, and the next thing you know, their portfolio would be down by 48%. 
And Warren Buffett used to call the airline industry stupid if you ever wanted to invest in it because it simply wasn't profitable. Uh, actually, Warren Buffett, just before the pandemic, jumped into a bunch of airline stocks, kind of reversing what he had done. But, you know, when you have airlines like uh, United and Delta last year that recorded quarterly profits of a billion dollars, uh, they're doing a lot of things right. And if they can raise bag fees and get away with it, you know they're going to do it. Don't you think this leads to... More people then try to, well, of course, they're not going to check a bag. They don't want to pay more, so they got to try to overstuff the overhead again, yeah. which will lead to more fights, which leads to more good content for all of us. <laughs> it can, or what I will tell you what some people do, and again, this is not Jay Ratliff telling you what to do because I would never suggest this, but a lot of people take their check bag mm. uh, to the gate. Yeah. Um, and, of course, at the gate area, they're like, now, folks, if anybody would like to check their bag, today's flight is full. We'll be happy to check it to your destination, and we'll do it free of charge. Well, if you have to, go ahead and take my four carry-ons. I mean, you know, whatever it might happen to be, and then you don't have to worry about uh, the check bag fees. Now, that's not to say that you should do that. I'm just saying when I fly a lot, and I flew last weekend, I look and go, hmm, a lot of people are doing that. They're probably trying to get around the... Uh, the right. And, of course, the other thing is, is exactly that. They're going to make their carry-on bag as big as they can, and uh, try to limit the number that they bring on because airlines are getting a lot more uh, cracking down on how many bags we bring on an airplane from a carry-on bag standpoint. So, you know, the industry is in a constant state of flux. And if it does double like it's supposed to over the course of the next 10 years, imagine the fun we're going to be having a decade from now uh, when you have (laughs) even more people flying than what we have right now. Okay, so when do they change it, though, that if they do take your bag while you're on the plane because they're overbooked, do they actually charge you to take that bag instead no, of letting I mean, you, you slide? You're, you're talking about it for at the gate? Yeah. They need to check? No, they, they'll do that normally for free. But when yeah. did they change it? When they realized they're losing? Because the last time I flew, and we all know I don't fly a lot, at least 20 people had their bags taken from them getting on the plane at the gate. Yeah. Now, did they, were they charged? No, it was done yeah. for free. But what I'm saying is, when do the airlines realize we're taking a hit, we're going to start charging at the gate? Well, the problem is they would have to have additional personnel at the gate and to do that. Because right now you've got a gate agent that uh, is doing everything they can, and most of the time it's, it's all on their own. So if, they're, if the airlines are going to say, we're going to have to capitalize on this little you know hole in the dam, so to speak, where some of this revenue is getting away, uh, and that's a good question, Jim. The problem is they're going to have to put additional personnel there, which is going to cost them money. So the bean counters are like, what would cost us more, to have an experienced gate agent there assisting on every flight or, you know, losing a couple hundred dollars or whatever might happen to be on, on some check bags that we're checking at the gate? And since a delayed flight costs money, you're further incentivized to get that airplane out on time, which means if we've got to check a bag or two for free, uh, we'll do so in order to get that silver revenue tube dispatched on time. So, All right. Um, so I'm taking my bag with me next time. That's what it comes down to. If airlines can figure out a way to do this, and I love it when they have to blame rising fuel costs, because I'm thinking, wait a minute, when fuel costs like plummet 67%, which has happened in the past, yeah, they never give any of these back. No. Because it's like a temporary tax in Washington, D.C., ha, ha, ha. There's no such thing. Once they've got that in there, that's it. But look, we can always beat them at their own game, uh, folks, because if we buy our tickets six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven months in advance, grab the really super duper discounted fares, lock them in, uh, we're beating them at their own game. We're paying them a lot less than what we should. 
And, uh, you know, that's that's a good way to stick it to them by getting our reservations well in advance. We'll make ours 11 months in advance. I'll get the trip cancellation insurance to protect ourselves. And then, uh, yeah, we, we're guarded against any future fare increase because we already have our reservations. Yeah, but you're incredibly organized. Jen and I and Dean, are, we're in radio. <laughs> we're a mess. <laughs> Probably know when your next vacation is going to be. Well, yeah, but not really. <laughs> okay, maybe not. For a lot of people, you know, it's an annual thing. They do it every September, every uh, May, because those are two really slow travel months, or, you know, they're forced to do it in the summer with the kids or whatever. They know they're traveling over Thanksgiving, so they get those tickets in December and January. Uh, the spring break tickets now have been taken from like before last summer. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, for people that are, that are uh, trying to make the same trips every year, if you can go grab those tickets way in advance, we can pay airlines pennies on well, not pennies on the dollar, but we can certainly pay them a lot less than we would if we continue to wait. And uh, yeah, if they want to pull that stuff off, we can. Now, when my wife and I fly, we'll get the the Delta discounted uh, non-refundable first class fare. Uh, it's it's higher than a coach fare a little bit, but it's way cheaper than those ridiculous first class fares that I would never pay for in my life. Uh, but they have a few of them per flight, and believe me, I mean, it's a Z fare in many, many instances. It's a great way to get the comfort of first class by paying just a little bit more than coach, and then the bag issue doesn't become an issue because you're allowed to take uh, you know extra check bags and you're not charged for it. Well, we try to save where we can, my man. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Jay Ratliff, Flight 850. Uh, where do we find you online? Where's the best place to go these days? Uh, JayRatliff.com. That's my business website, the day trading site. But uh, that's what people use around the, the country to get a hold of me if they have any airline problems. And especially if the airlines aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Reach out to me as quickly as I can. Uh, I'll assist you because I don't like airlines getting away with stuff they shouldn't. And if you're headed to the airport today to fly, keep in mind Los Angeles and the New York airports could see some weather-related delays approaching an hour. But other than that, it should be a pretty good day to fly. Let's hold them accountable. Thank you, Thanks, pal. Captain. We'll talk to you in a week. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right. Let's get the uh, update from South Carolina. How much did Trump win by there? And another high-profile resident. Coming to South Florida. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, you won't have Nikki Haley to kick around. Oh, wait. No. Yeah. Yes, you will. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. Oh, God, please. Okay, she'll and continue wh- until she she can't win, which happens to be Super Tuesday. And why is that, Nikki? I'm a woman of my word. Yeah! You notice how Southern she got to? I'm back in the South. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, she even lost her, not only her home state, her home county. She got swamped. Yeah. When you lose your home state, I, and then she lost the backing of, uh, was it both Koch brothers or one of the Koch brothers? I, th- I think there's only one left. Uh, so when one billionaire pulls out, do the rest follow? Uh, eventually, it's going to come down to she won't be able to pick up enough delegates to even win the nomination. So I think after Super Tuesday, she's going to have to back down when, when Trump wins most of the states. It has to at some point. Right. And I guess the only question is, what do you do from there? From Trump's perspective, he has to forget about her now. Like, literally don't even mention her. Like, I, ever. Yeah, he needs to start worrying about uh, Biden. Yes. You know, and, and that's that's an easy pick for him. I, I mean, all you got to – he mentioned it at one of his – was it at the, the victory speech where he said he can't find his way off the stage I again? Think, I think this one <laughs> – It's like, oh. 
think this was with CPAC, but he had big speeches throughout the entire weekend. Can you imagine this man who can't walk off a stage? He can't find the stairs. Where are they? Where are they, he asks. Where? He makes a two-minute speech because that's about the only... They couldn't get any more fuel than that. Whatever happened to the cocaine they found in the White House? <laughs> you know, he makes a point. What did happen with the cocaine thing? Oh, boy, did that story disappear. That went Gone. away really quickly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, the funny thing about it was, uh, you know, I was watching uh, for the results. I think they called that at... At 7 o'clock, the polls closed. It was like within a second they said Trump won. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I thought the Liz Cheney thing was was quick. <laughs> this was like officially he's won. That's yeah, over. Like, wow. I, okay. That, that Then it didn't really quickly. Although at like 6 o'clock they were saying all our polls indicate that Trump's going to be the winner. Uh, but – I, how long does she last? I don't know. I, you know, this is my theory now. Uh, Nikki Haley and Ron and McDaniel are going to get together and they're going to start some kind of business together. Oh, my God. There'll be some kind of pack. Oh, God. I don't know. For women in politics. You watch. They're going to sell yoga outfits to suburban <laughs> house moms. <laughs> yeah, they're going to give – who is it? They're going to give Kim Kardashian and her, her line a, a run there. I, it should be interesting, though. Boy. Yeah, because they announced. I thought Ron and McDaniel was gone after this one, but uh, I know what's the it. what's the big delay? I don't know. So yeah. they keep on saying. So this more and more since they originally said. Remember, they said Trump was speculating he would really like to see Laura Trump, uh, Eric's wife, at least a co-chair of the RNC. Mm-hmm. Well, her name's being mentioned a lot more now. Maybe the delay is he's pushing more for her to be the the head cheese. Oh, instead of that Michael Watley guy from right. North Carolina. I, it, it I don't know. It should be interesting to see. I think they need to go with somebody who's got experience. Right. Not that Laura doesn't have any experience in the political world because she helped her father-in-law, but still. Uh, this guy, Michael Watley, has been around for a while and Trump seems to like him. Hmm. Hey, guys. Hey, Diener. Hi, Diener. I just did some math here real quick. Not in my head, by any means. So one of my calculator to my phone. <laughs> math on a Monday? Yeah, wow. I know. Jeez. But I got curious. Because oh, I was wondering, right, how many delegates, if, hypothetically speaking, Trump wins every single state right. through Super Tuesday, how many delegates could he win? And would it be enough to officially knock out Nikki Haley? The answer is no, actually. So you no, need really? 1,215 delegates oh. to be the nominee. The The delegates from now through Super Tuesday, if he wins all of them, would it be 1,092 delegates. He's at so 110 he's now. Now. So he would still be short, what is that, maybe by, what, 100 delegates? So yeah, nine, but, but, nine, two, but in 11, theory, even if she won every state after that, would she even be able to catch him? That's well, the thing. He, he would still need 13 delegates. So he would still I need like feel, another I state. I got a feeling after Super <laughs> Tuesday she's saying goodbye. That I'm would be saying. it. I mean, even if he doesn't, I don't expect him to win all 1,092 delegates up for grabs now through yeah. Super Tuesday. But if he wins like 800 of them, he still is almost at 1,000 delegates and he's, you know, 300 delegates away. It's, it's insurmountable. I wonder how yeah. many of these Nikki Haley soccer moms would vote for RFK Jr.? They're not going to vote for Trump. There is like, like if you showed up at a Nikki Haley rally yeah. where you voted for her in a primary in South Carolina, there's no way you're voting for Trump. It's yeah. not going to happen. These are women that were in my women's studies class. Yeah, they're not voting for Trump. Let there's me throw no doubt about it. Another hypothetical to you guys, because yeah. I agree with you there. These are the states on Super Tuesday. I, just pick anything out. It's almost like reading a schedule for like the NFL. You pick out what's going to go. Who's going to pick Nikki Haley? Right. You okay. try to like you know get the record of your team when you read the schedule. Right. What state, like you said, Jen, would Nikki Haley have the best chances of winning? You got Alabama, Alaska, American Samoa, 
Arkansas. <laughs> I know that. She's in big there. in American Samoa. And she's there. California. No. Yeah, California. California. 169 delegates. It's one of the biggest ones. Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota. Yeah, I, I just, I'm changing mine to Colorado. Colorado, okay. Yeah, no, I'm going yeah. Massachusetts. She probably went Massachusetts, right? Well, no. I, well, I and maybe Minnesota? I'm, Trump might win Minnesota. I don't know. She may win Colorado, California, and Massachusetts. Maybe. You got North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas at 161, Utah, Vermont, Virginia. It's you know, a lot you, of states in one day. But remember, though, they're, they're Republican primaries, and these are the people in, in the deep blue states that feel so ignored. They're like, they, they feel they have no power. So that's why they come out in primaries. Like, well, my, my, voice ma- my voice makes a difference. Most of those people are Trump supporters. See, and that's what I'm wondering, because it's so funny, because we're thinking along the lines of Republican versus Democrat, and we know that people who lean more Democrat would vote for Nikki Haley. Of course. So, but this but is among, the re- among registered Republicans. Right. So, I, I don't know. You know, it's going to be different. Yeah, I don't but know. he's way ahead in Michigan. And you would think Michigan right. would be far more Democratic That's than true. most other states. That's true. Because of the unions, purely. Curious. I, it is I curious. I don't know. I, I, you don't, does, do people wait for Robert Kennedy Jr. in Massachusetts? Have a lot of them switched to independent? I'm just uh, they curious. may. I don't know. That may have may not see that until the general election where he actually makes some inroads. I don't know. You know how many Republicans registered to vote, say in California or Minnesota, it's one of those states right. where normally Trump wouldn't win in a general election. Right. But how many of those are leaning towards Haley just because she isn't Trump and they would vote against him? And does that hurt his chances of winning in one of those states? Or are we talking about, you know, what type of Republican, I guess? It's the hard it's, the, it's true. They're the ones that feel that's the only time their voice is ever heard. Right. Is voting in a primary. And there's that too. Because they know they have Californian Republican people or conservatives have no shot. They, right. And they know it. Right. It's, That's why a lot of them don't even vote. They're like, it, why? I'm curious to see. I don't know if he won the primary in California in 16 or 20. Well, I don't remember. I don't think he did. Have to go back and look. I don't know. Who knows? Interesting. <laughs> we know who uh, is going to be voting in Florida in this coming. I don't know who he votes for. I have an, an inkling. I have a suspicion, but... Sly Stallone is going to be voting out of Florida because he's moving here. How do you like that? To South Florida. Now we're going to narrow it down. Is it Palm Beach? Is it Palm Beach? We don't know. See, I think he's going to Miami. Maybe. This Maybe. Could May- be. Some Didn't other he already head- buy a house? Some other headlines, too. And what in the world happened to football player Cam Newton over the weekend? Yeah, Did you see was, this? What was? I went and looked at it because you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah what happened? It's involved in a brawl at his own football tournament. It's crazy. All right, that and more coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Remember that story we had last week? I think it was Thursday or Friday, Jen, about how many people are visiting Palm Beach County and staying. Yeah, they broke all kinds of records and made uh, billions of dollars for the county, actually. May have another one. I have decided it's time to move on and leave the state of California permanently, and we're going to go to Florida. We're going to sell this house. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Is this a joke? It's not a joke at all. Full time. No LA time. Full time. We already have the place. It's a done deal. Put Sly Stallone in the category of more wealthy people leaving California for the state of freedom. He already has a place, though. You wonder where it is. Now, one of his daughters is going to the University of Miami. She could be pretty smart. She got in there. He didn't want to live down there. Well, he could he be. wants what's, to be in Palm Beach County where all the action is. It should be, but where, where is, where is uh, that, that island that, uh, you know, Jared Kushner lives on in Tom Brady? I believe Tom it's Brady? called Peanut Island. No, it's not Peanut oh, Island. Oh. It's somewhere in Miami, but maybe he bought one of the houses there. Uh, maybe. I don't know. 
it's it's either that or I think he's going to Wellington myself. Horses? Horses. His brother used to live there years ago. My favorite part of that video, that's from that reality show, by the way, with the daughters. My favorite part of the entire video, he's talking to them. Frank Stallone is at the table, not even looking up. He's just slurping down spaghetti. <laughs> just, just, just two fistfuls. How do you like that? He's leaving California and coming here. It's actually, you know, it's kind of a big deal. It's a, it's a big statement to make. Somebody that's lived there for, what, 50 years now? Long time, yeah. I bet you Gavin Newsom shows up at his house going, please stay. But yeah. he said he already bought a house. Huh. But then again, I, I mean, you know, he could have multiple homes, but... First Lady Casey DeSantis, the first to welcome him like the welcome wagon, tweeted out on Friday, welcome to the free state of Florida. Oh, ding. That was a shot against everybody in California, but uh, good for him. Thank you very much, Casey. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to be. I still think it's going to be like Palm Beach or something. Not maybe. that it matters to us. Yeah, well, well maybe he's going to move in next to Rod Stewart. That's right. Hey, Rod, so, can I borrow some butter? So when we go to Rod's house, we'll just you know pop over the fence and go see a Sly. Yeah. Same time. No problem. Frank's coming over. Can I borrow some pots to boil more pasta? <laughs> Frank's coming over. <laughs> I don't know. Does Frank, Frank doesn't live with him. Does he? He's always in the show, though. He's in that show a lot, so yeah, he's, he's in California a lot. He's he probably sure. keeping his spare. But he's keeping them in the pool house. <laughs> he's probably outside hey. somewhere, yeah. Hey, Frank. <laughs> I thought Frank lived like in New York now, but uh, anyway, who knows? knows. Not but, keeping up with the Stallones. I don't know. That's a great show. I, if you have to watch one of the reality shows, it's yeah. far better than most. Yeah. I like the fact that he always has people over. Like Guy Fieri one day was cooking at oh. his house, and, and all of a sudden- Bet Al, Frank was there for that one. Well, no, actually, he wasn't. Al Pacino showed up. <laughs> it's Is that like, right? Yeah. It was all of a sudden, they were at their place in New York, and he had Guy Fieri showed up to cook- and he said, oh, I invited a, one of my friends over to come meet you because he wanted to meet you. And here comes Al Pacino comes walking through the front door. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Hey. It's pretty wild. Here comes a drunk little little guy. <laughs> He's a short little guy. There's wow. no doubt about it. Well, if you were affected, even if you weren't, but you're still an AT&T customer from last week's outage. Yeah. You got some money coming your way. Five dollars. <laughs> But wait a minute. We got to clarify this because they said the people affected were going to get five bucks. That's oh, right. But you're not going to get it all in one fell swoop. By the way, they're going to they're going to put it over a two cycle billing. Well, they don't want you going crazy like <laughs> quitting your job yet. So you get two fifty on this bill and two fifty on the next. That's right. But Dieter's getting a refund and he wasn't affected. So is it everybody? It's got to be everybody. Or, or then. Or did they? We're going to turn you in. You're scamming yeah, AT&T for five bucks. He's that's it. Snitching on me. I want my five dollars. <laughs> this is five dollars. It could have gone to somebody that was out for twelve hours. Someone deserving. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> donate your money. I will donate my five dollars to your brother. Sure. No, <laughs> why is him. it? Why is it five dollars? <laughs> AT&T says it's the average cost of a full day of service. Then why do they charge you so much? I don't know. Uh, they also had another statement. We recognize the frustration it caused everybody who let many of our customers down. Here's what they're not saying. The f- exact official cause after an investigation of what caused this outage to tens of thousands of people. And you know what? I don't think we're going to hear. They said, Bill, it was a mess up when they went to do an update with their system. Sure. There sure was, was a glitch. Right. 
There was right. a glitch in it, and it knocked everybody off. It's right after they blamed it on solar flares. <laughs> well, in in every city, country, uh, city that was affected, right? Just saying. Sure. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Enjoy your five bucks, everybody. But the killer is they're going to put it over two billing cycles. They don't even give it to you in one fell swoop. No. It's like, here's your 250 here, 250 there. Thanks so very much. Too much at once. <laughs> Nobody can handle that. Well, I, I want to know if it's everybody or just the people that were affected. That's I, think I think it's everybody if they're giving Diener over their checks. Yeah, it was fine. Ah, we're turning you in. You're oh, I know. Them. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. You are. Yes. You're, never gonna, you're not going to get that five bucks. You're in big trouble. <laughs> so explain to me, and I went, I just watched this video because. I, I, I can't understand it. I, I don't know. Here's Cam Newton, yeah. the Florida, the former Panthers quarterback. Yeah. Okay. He was at a football camp for kids. His camp. Oh, it's his camp. As I understand it, sure. Now, was, did he tick off a, a, I, a dad? No his, one knows. This is what it sounded like. It's not a lot to listen to, but this is the madness when Cam Newton got attacked like sucker punched and attacked by a bunch of dudes. Like, I tell you what, he did great. People are just watching it. Come up to the tent. He's throwing guys off of him. This happened in Atlanta over the weekend. He's 34 now, by the way. Looks good. Uh, his 15 and under team won a seven versus seven football championship. So maybe it was something that happened on the field that people were all spicy about. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but they attacked the guy? I'm surprised they actually could catch him. He'd start running. He'd outrun everybody. They don't know whether he was... Well, we know he was kind of like sucker punched to start it. But we don't know what happened before that because the video wasn't available. But it was just crazy. I got to tell you what, though. He's, what, 6'5", about 240 maybe? Oh, jeez. He's a big boy. Didn't even lose his hat. <laughs> there were five to seven guys attacking him all at once. He was throwing people... He did great. Protected his head. He moved along. He took on took on the secondary attacker. It was fantastic. But isn't that horrible? Here you are at a kid's camp. It's got all these kids. There's like hundreds of little kids there, and he gets attacked. That looks terrible. These jerk people. Some people on social media. Oh, here you go. Okay. Some people are claiming the others in the video represented another team that took part in the tournament. Oh, so they were mad at, what did they say, he cheated? His team cheated? So they go after him? I don't know. They're little kids. Maybe he tried to sneak in as like a player on the field. Here he is, 6'5", <laughs> and he's like, hey. I'm just a big 13-year-old. Hey, hold on, champ. That was you. <laughs> I, it was crazy, though. It was a crazy video. It's, it's, but he's okay, right? He's more than okay. I think he's totally, didn't even lose the hat. That's incredible. It's, it's, he's a big guy. Little kids are all excited. You know, and he's got his own team. That's pretty cool what he does. He doesn't have to do that. You know, he donates his time, probably. Well, I'm not going to now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get attacked by crazed parents. Let me tell you, have you ever in your life, have you ever been a coach of any kind of kids' teams? Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I did it for, I told you, I did it for soccer. I, every, the, the first game, the first practice of every year, I'd sit there and I'd say, I know nothing about this game. We celebrate win or lose. So you want to come out here and coach, then you come out here and coach, and I'll sit in the bench. I don't see any of you giving up five nights a week to be out here. And that's when all the parents said, come on, son, we're leaving. No. We were great. It was all girls, by the way. Oh, come on, kid, we're leaving. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, I had one girl. She played for Wellington. They had her on defense. This kid could kick like crazy. I'm like, why don't they have you as, like, the center? This kid ended up winning every game for us because she was incredible. They ended up moving her at Wellington High School into an offensive position because I moved her on our team. I'm going to assume this is soccer. You didn't say yes, what it was because it, was it soccer. kicks sorry. like crazy. Oh, like, yes, well, that's sorry. your shortstop. It was soccer. <laughs> <laughs> but the only my kids wanted to play, and the only way they could play was we had to start a new team, and they needed a coach. Wow. So they said, if you volunteer to coach, we'll let your daughter play on the team. 
I said, okay. And the name of that movie was The Bad News Bears. <laughs> we were bad. <laughs> we were bad. All right, we got rapid fire coming up again just past bottom of the hour. We'll update you on everything going on and more. Stick around for that. The South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 W. I got the word uh, this morning that Nikki Haley is going on to South Carolina, from South Carolina to Michigan to campaign. But that's not the only thing happening in rapid fire. What else is new? Well, I'm going a little bit more local because uh, if you're going like on a yacht club drive this morning, you know, the top down and you want to go look at the ocean and you try to get through Fort Lauderdale, denied. What? As your lesson not to drive to Fort Lauderdale. No, I guess so. <laughs> well, if you want to travel along A1A anywhere between Las Olas and Bayshore Drive, can't. Bad Boys 4 is in town. Filming. Oh. Closed till noon. Well, that's cool. I wanted to see the third one. I never did. I love the second one. Will Smith found work. Yeah. And if you do see him, don't ask him for anything. He'll probably slap you. Yeah, you don't will. slap him. Yeah. But I like Martin Lawrence. Remember him in Big Mama's house? Sure. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are fun. Martin. So anyway, <laughs> and the show. Uh, yeah. they're filming at least today until noon, so that part of A1A is shut down. Right. Yeah, they were in Miami, I think, over the weekend, and they were over by Brickle and everything. Well, they must be filming all over the place, yeah. right? That's a good place for them. Sure. Well, I'll take care of all the swampy stuff. Get this out of the way. Like I said, Nikki Haley is not dropping out. She says, I, I'm, a, I'm a woman of my word. I'm moving on to Michigan. She's already there campaigning ahead of that. But we I'm- also got this word. It's kind of like the story that we already knew, but is now a story again. RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel announces her resignation, which we already knew, but now we have a date. Well, maybe she made it official. I guess so. March 8th, she's out. Uh, 19 minutes ago, Vivek Ramaswamy reposted this. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. He simply reposted and said, GM, good morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? That's all he put up there. I like that. This is a guy that actually started a website called FireRana.com <laughs> and offered to offer to step down and give away his airtime in that debate if she would get rid of it. He did. Yeah, if she'd get up and res- resign right there on national television. Yep. So Michigan's next. Uh, Trump's hitting there today as well. He swamped her in South Carolina, and we move on, and we see what happens there. We'll see. All right, guys, I'm going all politics. All right. All politics. Oh, really? Yes, story one and two, because it's, it's just that time of year. Find it interesting. Oh, please. What happened to Bob Costas? What I mean, the guy that does the Olympics? He's awful. I I think he, we knew that he was always, you know, a a typical liberal media head. He's for for 50 plus years, he's been insulated inside that lefty world where he doesn't relate to real people. And now that is on full display because he was on CNN over the weekend with Smear Kanish. That guy. Oh, God. And he's talked about Donald Trump. He said, Trump is the most disgraceful figure in history. In history. Which includes, if we're going to be technical about it, Mussolini, Hitler, Stalin, all the bad ones. (laughs) Genghis Khan. Mao. (laughs) Mao. Little chubby. Yes. In history. And then he said, you have to be in the throes. I I love so dramatic. This is his quote. You have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion and a toxic cult to believe that Trump has ever been, in any sense, emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, or ethically fit to be president of the United States. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Costas. Wow. Isn't that lovely? Nice guy. Hmm. What a freak. What happened to him? Jeez. I don't but, think anything happened to him. He's always been like that. He's just yeah. out, more out in the open now, I suppose. Yeah. With it. Does he have a regular job? 
because the only time I ever saw Bob Costas was during the Olympics. He was always the one that did those packages about the athletes. They had him doing baseball games sometimes on M- MLB Network last yeah. year, didn't they? Yeah. did jump in there sometimes. Every once in a while. Such Ooh. a great broadcaster, except when the Marlins won the World Series in 97. Remember that one? What a, what a barn burner call that was. And the Marlins win the World Series. Yeah, it was the 11th happy. inning, Game 7. <laughs> See, if that was today, he'd do an interview. You have to be some sort of, in a bubble, part of a cult to root for the Marlins. <laughs> That's right. That's what it was. He wanted the, the Cleveland Indians at the time to win. He's just, and he, when he started doing weirdo. that, it was NBC's fault. They started having him do the long-form interviews. It's like you couldn't, you couldn't just cover the thing and talk to the ice skater and be like, as a little girl at two years old. When she first saw those <laughs> pairs of skates, God Almighty, just get to the interview, Bob. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. Forever. All right, well, you're getting five bucks from AT&T. Bill and I are getting crap. but I'll share it with you guys. I'm gonna, well, don't worry about it because uh, one of us is going to win one of these Mega Millions or Powerball oh. jackpots. So make sure you okay. Put put it in your phones right now. Okay. All right. Put a little note. Buy lottery tickets. Sure. Tonight's Powerball, three hundred ninety-one million bucks. Tomorrow night's Mega Millions. Five hundred sixty-three million dollars. I didn't realize it was that high. That—that's retirement world. That's see y'all Can't later. Say. We're buying our own <laughs> island. That's retirement <laughs> for my grandchildren. Yeah. Gosh. So make sure you buy tickets. All right, and don't forget your coworkers. Sure. <laughs> All the bad stuff that happened this weekend. Something awesome happened in Florida and St. Augustine. The Florida Man Games went down. Yes. Oh, I wanted to go see these, too. And were a huge success. Remember when they announced them? Yeah. And we talked about it. And they were hoping to get maybe like 5,000 people. Man, they surpassed that. Uh, Vince included the mullet contest. <laughs> a mud duel with pool noodles. And this is the best one. An evading arrest obstacle course where actual cops chase people down. They had to steal a bike, and this one guy was trying to undo the lock, and the other guy just picked up the whole bike and ran. Outstanding. <laughs> you got to look back stuff. like, apparently you've never stolen a bike before. <laughs> Here's the best quote from a guy named James Gordon. He won the barbecue pork and sausage speed eating contest. Good for him. Oh. Put that on his resume. He said, I've lived in Florida my whole life. They're calling these events. I'm just calling this... Friggin' Tuesday. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and he destroyed the competition. And if you saw this guy, you, you would think he fits the role perfect. Really big guy, yeah. big beard, you know. I was like, okay. You'd be behind him at Publix while he's getting four subs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That's it. He, uh, there weren't any women's events, though. That was the one criticism against, but they hope to have more next year. We do need some women's, like, mud wrestling. Well, that would be pretty Florida. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but you did. I did. Yeah, yeah. but I'm afraid who would compete. Uh, well, yeah. Jen said it last time, though. You know, it is called Florida Man. That's true. Because women are smarter than we are, Diener. That's true. Yeah, you know, know what? You're right. You don't see a lot of Florida women because they know how dumb we are. So Every, it's Florida yeah, Man. Yeah, but it's, it's like same 10 token. to 1 men. Our, yeah. our Florida dopes are traditionally, there's a woman thrown in every now and then. Yeah. Look, we just had one the other day. She, to she one. hit her mother with grits That's or something, right? right? The grit slap. The yeah. grit slap, remember? So, yeah. So once in a while, you can have a grit throwing contest. <laughs> We're going to this thing next year. <laughs> we I'm are. in. We're buying, t- they're only like five bucks a piece. They need a radio roll for the Florida Man Games. <laughs> Imagine who would show up. That would be amazing. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> have like media week, like oh the Super Bowl. Oh my God. Media oh. passes walking around, get interviews oh. with like the, like this guy. <laughs> Gotta do it. It's just all in. All right. So I'll finish with this, guys. We were talking earlier about, you know, what kind of probability would Nikki Haley have to win some of these states on Super Tuesday? Not a lot. California, Colorado, Minnesota, states like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I got curious. Uh oh. And I said, let me look at some polling. According to 538.com, not only is Trump 
supposedly, according to them, up about 50% in Michigan. He's also up around 50% in California. Come on. Over Nikki Haley. 73 to 19. So a little over Are 50%. Are you kidding me? And then if I go to Colorado, so this is what I found interesting, right? Because you're thinking, well, some of these, you know, some of these states, it's like he's got to lose in Colorado, California, but he's up big. That's, that's oh, really? That's the one where I thought you'd have a shot no, among bar- Republicans. Even in Colorado, he's up big. So it, he's up bigly, right? He is. So I guess I don't know. I, I guess it just depends. Remember, I asked what type of Republicans are voting. Yeah. But like you said, Bill, you know, these are the Republicans who are waiting to get their voice out. Because he's up big in Massachusetts, too. He's up by really? like 60. I think they realize, despite what they're telling you and despite what she's telling you, everybody knows she can't She can't beat the Democrats. She would just be another one of them. Uh, I'm sorry. He's up by 35 in Massachusetts. My apologies. Yeah. But even, wow. it's just amazing. Which you look means, at California. Wow. But you said he still won't have enough delegates even if he wins all of them? Right, he'd still be short by like a handful. I think it was like 10 or 15, according to what I wrote okay. down. Well. And then in the general, he's still going to lose these states you're talking about. Right, But right. maybe he'll make some inroads. Maybe it's closer than before. Maybe that helps out, like, you know, smaller candidates and city races and commissioners and who knows. He said before he thinks New York is in play and he wants to do rallies there in the Bronx, Madison Square Garden. That would be awesome. And I would think it's the immigration situation in these big cities that are going to get people to change. Or after what happened to that poor nursing student in Georgia. Yeah, he signed out it was an illegal Venezuelan guy. He's up big in all these states in the primaries and all the states that, you know, would lean blue or be blue in a general election. He's up big in those. He said immigration was going to be a big issue a a while ago. There's one thing that Trump can do. He can he can foresee what's going to be an issue. And he put immigration a long time ago. That's it. See how it all plays out. We'll see. All right. All right, we'll catch up on some other headlines, not just the swampy stuff coming up next. And uh, big lottery numbers. Jen was talking about that before a couple of stories ago in Rapid Fire, but we'll break it down again for you. And some entertainment stuff, too. It's coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Hey, speaking of that, by the way, we've gotten a lot more traction on people reaching out through the app and the text line. I appreciate you all. Appreciate you very much for chiming in. Yeah, I like the little comments that we get. We should do a thing. The end of this year, we'll have all the like the, the super commenters and get them all in one room. <laughs> what? So they can we'll, yell at us? We'll have an election night watch party with all the texters. <laughs> Todd will tell us what we're doing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I'm trying to think of who else. There's a few. Ian, not the hurricane. Yeah. Ian, not the hurricane. Uh, Bonnie. Bonnie's always chiming in. Always chimes in. I think Bonnie lives in my neighborhood. She's she's close to us. And we always get a couple of. Uh, New people chiming in as well. And the comments, too. These are different people on. We just do a little quick, goofy little uh, morning show wrap-up thing, which we still don't know what to call it. After the show, we just go on the 850 Facebook Live uh, thing. If you've never seen that, we just kind of kind of recap. We kind of recap what we talked about. Random thoughts. That's Mm. about it. Yeah. Random thoughts would be a good thing. No, that's true. Randoms. Tidbits. Crumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Crumbs. Leftovers. (laughs) Ant food. I don't know. Doggy bag? No. That, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's not good. All right, all eyes uh, are turning towards Michigan now, as uh, Nikki Haley's already there. She promised. You know why? You know why she's not quitting, Jen? Why? You know why? Because of this. I'm a woman of my word. 
and she found her southern accent again. Hmm, woman, I'm out. Where I want to know where she got all those women from. That uh, they're just all Trump haters that showed up. Is that well, what that is? They were all coming from the yoga class, and I think they were all amped up. Okay. I don't. I don't know what it was. I I, I don't get it. It's like okay, uh, thank you so very much. Move on. Uh, so if they don't vote for Nikki Haley, who do they vote for? Are they going to vote Democrat? Uh, I don't. That's a good question. Not Trump. No, they if you Trump. went out of your way to support Nikki Haley during a primary, yeah, you don't you, like you. Yeah. You have you have severe TDS. <laughs> yes, you're, you're without a doubt. You're you're going to vote for anybody but Trump. Right, is probably what it's going to end up being. So, uh, so then it's then the after that it's Super Tuesday, and that's when finally Ronna McDaniel made it official today. She announced that uh, she has she will resign after the Super Tuesday primaries. I thought it was supposed to be because the rumor was it was going to be after South Carolina. I did, too. It's weird. It's like news that we already knew. Yeah, but she made it official. She made the announcement this time. Before, it was kind of like everybody else made the announcement. She was out. And I'm sure Vivek would be uh, front and center right there going, yeah, she's gone. See you later. It's just a matter now of, you know, who's... Who it's going to be? Trump is pushing for Laura Trump to have a strong voice in the GOP. So, well, maybe, maybe she'll that's be the delay. Maybe it'll be Co because he also wants that Michael Watley right. guy from North Carolina to run it. So we we shall see. But either way, Ronna McDaniel's gone. So, mm. wonder what she does next. I say she and Nikki Haley are going to start. A, they're going to start a business together. I don't know what, a but the two bakery. of them are going to. Oh God! Anti-Trump cookie bakery. <laughs> there you go. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Trump, listen to you. I don't know. Oh, I don't dear. know what's going to happen with that. And if you watch, I've been keeping track of this now. I think three out of the last four have been okay, at least watchable. So I got stuck watching those SAG Awards on, what was it, Saturday night? Saturday night on Netflix. They were fun. Everybody gets drunk. See, you didn't think Pedro Pascal was drunk. I think he was as drunk as a skunk because he was up for Best Supporting Actor. And he was up against three guys from Succession who, for the past five years, one of them has won. So he figured he was a long shot and they would never pick him. So the first thing he got up there, he went, I've had a little too much to drink. And I was like, yes. I don't know. I got stuck watching this thing. And, it, and I'm like, OK, well, I'll stick it out because my, my wife and daughter were watching it. And I'll see. And I kind of just the only part I walked away from was when they gave Barbara Streisand a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I was like, I, OK, guys, I have to I'm going to leave. I know what's coming. For my mental sanity, I have to walk away from this right now. She didn't, actually. But I came back, and they had told me that, no, it, it actually wasn't that bad. So the no. whole overall show, not that like award shows, but three out of the past four have been okay. Well, Not they bad. Asked, they, I think they learned their lesson. They had the Directors Guild last night, I do believe, and Oppenheimer won a bunch there, too. But they're saying usually the SAG Awards lead the way for what happens at the Oscars, although the SAG Awards also include TV. But when it comes to Oppenheimer won everything. Yeah. I think the ultimate test, guys, is going to be the Oscars yep. when it comes to, okay, are we staying away from the woke garbage? Exactly. Are we staying away from pushing your political opinion on people? And they might. And you're always going to have somebody say something because that's just sure, the way they are. Sure. But if it's overall, if the theme is just let's have fun and celebrate the movies, they, that's all we ask for. It seems like they're getting the message. And seems it, like you know, it. You know what else it is? Their speeches are very short. Yeah. They are cutting them down to a minute, and if you don't get out in a minute, we're going we're gonna to get you out. Listen, if Pedro Pascal, you know, Mandalorian, he won for The Last of Us, right? Right, yeah. He won for that show, incredible show. He's a huge, huge lefty. So if he didn't say anything last night that was, you know, overtly political or, right. you know, my really? opinion in your face. See, oh, yeah. No, I don't like him. You just have to assume they all are. Yes. I was surprised because they had the Devil Wears Prada. You, you yeah. had... 
uh, the Meryl Streep was there, and then all of a sudden, you know, everybody else, she lost her glasses and she lost the script. And of course, you know, her cohorts from the cohorts from that show show up. And I'm like, if they don't get political here, they'll never get political. Yeah, right. So, and yeah. they didn't. Uh, so it was good. You're right, though. That'll be the test is the Oscars. Maybe. What's in two weeks? It is two weeks, right? Maybe. It's, it's a Kimmel. That's the MC, yeah. right? Oh, well, there goes that. So well, don't watch no. the Oscars. I forgot about that. <laughs> don't forget they have a host I for forgot. this one. All the other oh. ones they don't have really have a host for. So anyway, we That's shall true. see. Don't forget, buy a lottery ticket. Tonight's Powerball, 391. Tomorrow night's Mega Millions, 563. Ooh. Are we done? Yeah, yeah we're, so oh, we're done. Okay, we're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6. Love to see you then. Thanks for being here. Have a great day.